Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. Come on, this is the year of acceleration. We are going further, faster than we have ever gone before, and we are all on this journey together. And in 2019, we're going back. Uh, we, we used our first Wednesdays uh, for three years before last year. Uh, our first Wednesdays, every first Wednesday, we were talking about our house habits. They are, they are the habits of the house, and we have 12 house habits here at North Point. They uh, our house habits are simply our core values put in action. That's what they are. And so, uh, and so we, we go through our, our you know, it just so happens that we have 12 house habits. There's 12 months of the year. There's 12 first Wednesdays of every, you know, and so it just works out. It works out great. And so we did that. Last year, we actually did a little something different. And this year, we're coming back to uh, our first Wednesdays and talking about our house habits. And so we've talked about two house habits so far this year. We live on and we love big. And tonight we're actually going to uh, dive into a little duo, and that is uh, we protect unity and we honor consistently. Uh, there's a few important things that we uh, that we need to uh, that we need to address whenever it comes to habits, and, and that is this: is that we all have how we all have habits, but we need these habits to be the habits that we desire. Okay, we all have them. Everybody has whether you created your habit by design. Are you created it by default? It doesn't matter. We all have habits. Whether, whether you created that habit intentionally or that habit was just created accidentally, it doesn't matter. We all have habits, and we are living out those habits that we created. Why? Because our daily habits are the infrastructure of our lives. Your daily habits are creating the infrastructure for your lives. You are living the life out of the habits that you have created for yourself. And so if our habits aren't what they need to be, then our lives won't be what we want them to be. Now hear me tonight. Come on, are you going to talk to me? You didn't come here on Wednesday night to sit there like a zombie. If you came here on Wednesday night, you came to talk back to me tonight, right? So, so here's the thing. If, 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 if we're going to have these habits, and if our habits aren't what they need to be, then we need to see that, that then our lives aren't going to be what, they, what we want them to be. We can all say, man, I want, to, I want to live a life that makes a difference. I want to live a life that makes an impact. I want to live a life that's full of joy. I want to live a life that's full of peace. I want to live out the abundant life. This is the life that I want to live out. Well, the habits in our life need to be what they need to be if we want to live the life that we want to live. Because our habits are the infrastructure of everything that we are. And, and so we have to make sure that our habits are, are right. And you know, I've discovered this about life, is that everything breaks down to something smaller. Okay, Everything breaks down. Every problem you have breaks down to something smaller. Every emotion that you feel breaks down to something smaller. Every issue, it, everything breaks down to something smaller. It all breaks down. You know, lots of arguments, they, they aren't even about the argument, right? It's not even about the issue. So many disagreements, they're not even about that topic. So many of our problems aren't even about that problem. Just think about, think about uh, you know, marriage, for instance. You know, husband walks in, he's got mud on his shoes, right? He walks in, he gets mud on the carpet, and the, the wife you know, gets upset. And, and, and here's the truth is that it's not really about the mud. It's about yesterday. <laughs> it's not really about the mud. It, it's about yesterday and the day before that. 
It's about the fact that on Tuesday, he promised that he would be home early, and he was home late, and he didn't call. It was the fact that he promised that he would do the dishes on Wednesday night, but he didn't do the dishes on Wednesday night. It was the fact on Thursday, he promised that he would reschedule the kid's doctor's appointment, but he didn't do that. And so on Friday, he walks in with mud on his shoes and it gets on the carpet and we have an emotional reaction to the mud on the carpet. But it was really the fact that you didn't come home when you told me you were going to come home on Tuesday. You didn't do the dishes on Wednesday and you didn't call the doctor's office on Thursday. And I'm upset about something that's not even the issue because the mud is just Spray, spray, swipe, swipe, and it's done. But it's not about the issue. It's about something else. It, it, it breaks down to something, to something else. It, it's not about that. It's about something else. And, li- and life is, is, is the same. Whether you want to talk about marriage, you want to talk about relationship, life, life is the same. We, we understand that so many things that happen in life, they're actually not about that thing. They're actually about something else. But, but if we take it for the negative, kind of as we looked in the story, the same is true if you turn that around and you, and you focus on the positive. The same way that small things can build up towards the negative, small things also build up towards the positive. Okay? So small things, small, small decisions, small actions, they build towards the positive. Joy comes because of small things. Joy comes to your life because of small things. Joy comes into your life because you decide that every day you're going to take a gratitude walk. And every day when you get home, you say, before I walk in my house, I'm going to take a walk around the block and I'm just going to thank God for everything that he's done. I'm going to thank God for who that he is. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take this moment and I'm going to set some space, just a five, ten minute walk around the block. And then we understand that joy comes from a small habit. We see uh, peace. Peace comes because of small things. Peace, peace can come into your life just because you make a commitment to daily prayer. And because you decide that you're going to set a, a, a time aside for God, whether that's while you're driving to work, uh, or while you're driving home from work, if you take 15 minutes on your lunch break, if you wake up a half an hour early before the kids wake up and the life starts going. But whatever that looks like for you, you just decide, I'm going to set time aside for God. It's a small habit that brings peace. That, that, that's, how, that's how you can be in life, and people can be asking, man, how, how, how do you have joy walking through this? How do you have peace walking through this? Well, it's not just because it just fell out of heaven and it just landed on me and I wasn't expecting it. No, it's because I created habits in my life that are allowing me to experience an emotion, to experience a state of mind, to experience things in my life, but they came from my habits. They came from my habits. Faithful, faith, faithfulness comes from small things. Faithfulness comes from small Faithfulness can come from accountability. Because I know if I've got an accountability partner in my life, somebody that I'm doing life with, sharing my struggles with, I realize that I'm going to be more faithful because I know at the end of the week somebody's going to look at me and be like, hey, how did you do this week when it comes to uh, talking to your spouse? How did it come this week when it talks about dealing with your kids? How did you handle your challenges at work this week? How did you handle that problem that we talked about? And, and, and out of that accountability is going to come faithfulness. It's, 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 a, it's a habit. It's a small habit that gives me a great reward. So we realize that, that these habits are creating the infrastructure of our lives. Small habits form the infrastructure for a big life. If you want to live a big life, if you want to live an impactful life, 
if you want to live a life that's full of big things, full of good things, then it's going to be the small habits that we put in place that allow this life to flourish in, in, in our lives. Two, two habits that, are, that will build a strong infrastructure, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, protecting unity and honoring consistently. Protecting unity and honoring consistently. And I want to, I, I want to talk through these concepts using this lens tonight. God ourselves and others. God, ourselves, and others. So we're going to talk through uh, protecting unity, honoring consistently through the lens of God, ourselves, and others. Let, all right, let, let's, let's talk about we protect unity. We protect unity. Here's just a, a, a general idea on that, is that if we aren't actively protecting unity, then we are passively promoting disunity. Okay? If you are not if you are not actively promoting or protecting unity, then we are passively promoting disunity. Why? Because unity takes work. So if you aren't working for it, you eventually won't have it. In a marriage, if you are not working to protect the unity, if you're not actively working then that's how, that's how people end up sit, sitting, sitting with the counselor or sitting with their pastor and saying, I don't know how this happened. Right. I don't know how we got here. Okay? I, I, do, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, it comes down to if I'm working for unity, I can have unity. If I stop working for it, then I probably won't have it because unity takes work. Unity takes work. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a marriage. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a relationship. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a friendship. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. And so we're going to talk through it in the lens of God, ourselves, and others. Uh, so, so let's talk about this. We protect unity with God. We protect unity with God. In, in uh, John 15, verse 5, Jesus said this, and this is kind of our, our verse for the year. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, right? Now, we've been saying this year, this is our year of acceleration, right? And our acceleration is coming out of our association, okay? It is our connection with Jesus. That's where our acceleration is coming from, from being connected to him. That's what Jesus said. You remain in me, I will remain in you. Well, how many of you have, have, have lived, with, uh, lived this Christian life long enough to know that remaining with Christ takes work? You don't get to just say a prayer and then remain in Christ. No, it takes work to stay connected to Jesus. It takes work. And, and if we're not working to stay connected, guess what we're doing? We're drifting. If we're not working to stay connected, we're drifting. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Jesus or our spouse or our friend. If we're not working to stay connected, then we are drifting away from one another. And so if I'm not actively working to remain in Christ, to stay connected with him every single day, then I have to realize I am going to be drifting. And what I want is unity with him. But if I'm not working for unity and I'm drifting, guess what I will experience? Disunity with him. I will not be connected. And he says, if, if you want to bear fruit, guess what? you got to remain. So it goes back to the life we say that we want, right? I want to bear fruit. I want my life to look like this. But if I don't have the habits of staying connected, then I won't live the life that I want to live. So we got to stay connected. 
Our, our acceleration is coming out of that association. How, how do you stay connected? Small habits. Small habits. Reading your Bible okay, keeps you connected. Hey, you, how, how do you stay connected? Just a daily prayer. Just praying every day just stays connected. How do you stay connected? Just, just worship, a moment of worship, a moment of giving thanks to God, a moment of just being in his presence, a moment of just shutting everything else in your life and just thinking and meditating about him for a few minutes. But, but it is these intentional things, showing, to church, showing up to church on Sunday, coming on a first Wednesday, joining one of our groups. It's just small things, small habits that we put into our life that keep us connected. That's how we keep unity with God. What hinders unity with God? Let me just give you two things. Two things that will hinder your unity with God. One is disobedience. Disobedience. So when I talk about disobedience, I'm, I'm talking about willful and habitual sin. Okay? Things that you just keep doing that you know you shouldn't do. We're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to have those moments. Absolutely. But, but, but there, there needs to be something in us that says, I will not just keep on doing this thing over and over and over again, making excuses for myself all the way. Because whenever we experience disobedience, uh, rebellion, whatever you want to call that, then what happens is, is we get disconnected. We, we have disunity with God. That's what disobedience brings. It brings disunity with God. It separates us. When we separate from obedience, we separate from God. Well, here's the, the easy answer. So what's the answer for disobedience? It, it's repentance. It's repentance. I just, I tell God, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. I messed up. I, I, I say, God, I need you to forgive me. God, I'm ready to move forward. God, I'm ready to overcome. God, I don't want my life to be like this. God, please help me. Strengthen me. Empower me. Help me to break the cycle. Break the pattern of this in my life. I don't, I don't want to live this way anymore. And we just begin to, we just keep turning back to God. And then if we keep doing that and we repent and we put that on repeat in our lives and we keep turning back to God and moving back to God, even when we do find ourselves turning back to the wrong thing, we repent and we turn back to God and we keep moving in this direction, sooner or later we will have left that behind and, and we will be moving in a different direction in our life. But disobedience is there because it's trying to bring disunity between you and God. Here's the second thing that will hinder our unity with God, and that is distraction. That is distraction, okay? That is, dis, that is distraction. Um, uh, what does distraction look like? It look, just looks like uh, being busy, right? You get busy, you get distracted. You get distracted. Uh, what does distraction look like? It just looks like being inattentive. I'm not paying attention. I'm just, I'm just being inattentive. Right? I'm, just, I'm just distracted. I got all these things going in my life, and I'm not paying attention to this relationship. That's it. It, hap it happens in marriage. It happens in friendship, right? I mean, there are people that, that you are great friends with, whether, whether you went to college with them, whether you, whether you worked for 15 years with them, but y'all you, you, haven't been together in like 10 years. I mean, and you, you are great friends. If I asked you today, you would say, man, they are my best friend. And I would say, well, how many times have you talked to your best friend in the last four years? And you're like, twice. Why? Why? What happened? Well, I got busy with life. And then I got busy with life, and then I stopped paying attention to that friendship because I was paying attention to my kids and their ball games and their, their clubs and their plays and their yada, 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 and all these other things. And, and I just lost the attention on that relationship. I got busy. The same thing happens with Jesus. You just get busy, and you stop paying attention. Just get busy. You just get busy and you stop paying attention. And so it becomes, we get distracted. What is the answer for that? The answer is that we prioritize and schedule. That's it. And you just prioritize. Say, oh, 
Man, I got, I got distracted, whatever. I'm, I've, I've been living in disobedience. Okay, I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to prioritize my relationship with God. I am prioritizing daily prayer, daily Bible reading, church attendance, a joining group. I'm prioritizing that. Okay, great. After you say that it is a priority, now I'll put it on my calendar. Where am I going to be on Sunday at 9.30 or 11.15? I'm going to, I'm going to be at North Point Community Church. Where am I going to be on Tuesday night at 6.30? I'm going to be in my group. I, I'm not going to be in a tent. I'm not going to get so busy that I forget these things because I, they've got to be a priority. I cannot live distracted. I cannot live distracted. Why? Because I have to protect my unity with God. Yes. Nobody's going to protect it for you. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's going to have a relationship with God for you. You have to protect that relationship with God. All right? Now, now let's, let's move on. Let's talk about we protect unity with ourselves. Okay? We're looking at it through the lens of God, ourselves, and others. So we protect unity with God. That's where we start. Then we protect unity with ourselves. Hear, hear me tonight. You cannot hate yourself and flourish in the abundant life. You can't hate yourself. You cannot hate who you are. You cannot dislike yourself and flourish in the abundant life. Shame, guilt, and condemnation. These things force you to fight against yourself and against your future, not fight for yourself and for your future. That's why the enemy uses them. The enemy is always using shame, guilt, and condemnation. Why? Because he's trying to break unity with yourself. He's trying to get you to fight with yourself. He is trying to get you to hate yourself. He is trying to turn you on yourself. And if he can get you fighting yourself, then he can keep you from fighting the fight that you need to be fighting. You don't have to, you don't have to be perfect to live in unity. You don't have to live a flawless, sinless, perfect life to have unity. Perfection is our finish line, but progression is our goal. Perfection is the finish line. That's what we're running for. I'm running for perfection, and I know I'm never going to get to that line while I'm here on earth, but I'm running for it. Why? Because that's eternity. There, I will be perfect in heaven. How do I know that? Because there's no sin there. I know I'm going to be perfect. I'm running towards perfection. That is my finish line. That's what I'm running towards. But today, perfection is not my goal. Progression is my goal. I want to look more like God today than I did yesterday. I want to be one step further in the journey than I was yesterday. I just want to progress a little bit. And I cannot allow the mistakes that I make in life to mess with my unity of myself. I can't let the guilt and the shame and the condemnation come in and for me to begin to fight against myself. That's why Paul wrote, I believe in Romans 8, chapter 1, he says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. He was saying, you can't afford to be fighting with yourself. You can't, you can't afford. Listen, you cannot fight the good fight if you are beating up yourself every day. What Paul said, Paul said, I have fought the good fight. You cannot fight the good fight if you are punching your own self in the jaw every day. You can't fight the good fight if you are knocking yourself out. 
You cannot fight the good fight if you are fighting against yourself. And I cannot finish my race if I'm constantly running over myself. How can I finish how can I finish my race? How can I run a good race if I'm always running over myself and running myself down and I hate myself and I dislike myself and I'm living in all of the pain and all of the shame that comes with that and all of the guilt and all the condemnation and I'm living in that. You see, that's going to mess with the unity that God created you to have with yourself. And we got to protect that. We got to protect that because it, it's so easy to hate yourself. I mean, it's so easy to kick yourself while you're down. It's so easy to, to, to get so frustrated with yourself. And, man, I said I was never going to do that. And I promised myself I would never. And, and you go there and you do that and you say it. It's so easy to get down on yourself. You know what's hard? Protecting unity with yourself. No, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to allow disunity. I'm not going to allow myself to fight against Myself, so, so we have to protect unity with God, we protect unity with ourselves, and then we protect unity with others. We protect unity with others. You know, it's, it's, easier, to, it's, it's, easier, it's easier to talk about each other, it's harder to talk to each other. It's so much easier to talk about other people than it is to talk to other people about what you are talking about them about to other people. <laughs> this is what the... This is what the uh, the word protect actually means that one of the definitions is to defend or guard from attack, invasion, loss, annoyance, insult, etc. To cover or shield from injury or danger. When you protect unity with others, this is what you are doing. You, you are guarding and defending people from attack and loss. That's what you're doing. You, you are covering and shielding them from injury or danger. Because whoever, whoever uh, made that little saying that they say in elementary school, sticks and stones can break my bones, but your words will never hurt me, that's the biggest lie you've ever heard. Sticks and stones might break my bones, but your words can kill me. Your words can kill my future. Your words can limit my destiny. Your, your words have power. And that's what the, that's what the Scripture says. The, the words have power of life and death. That's the power of our words. And so when we protect that unity, we are literally covering and shielding people from injury. We are literally covering and shielding people from the danger that is trying to get into their life. Protecting isn't always about a spontaneous response it can also be a prepared action, okay? It, it's not just about a spontaneous response. Now, when you think about, like, protecting, you know, you, uh, you, you could, you know, protect your animal uh, by chasing away another animal. You know, like, you, you got a little bitty, you know, like a little bitty chihuahua dog, you know, running around, you know, you know it's just running around there. And then you get, like, a, a real dog, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> excuse me if you have a chihuahua. But, you know what I mean? You get, like, one of those big dogs, and they come out there, and that big dog, you know, you got to, hey, 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 you know, you got to shoot that, you got to shoot that big dog on out of there. You, you got to get it gone. You are protecting, you are protecting the dog. But, but you know what? That, that's one way to do it, but you, you could just build a fence and put your dog in the backyard. So it's not just the spontaneous response to danger. 
It, is, it can also be having a plan. And, and, and having a plan is, is just having a prepared action. And you need both in your life. You need to, you need to be willing to have the courage to, to, to fight off an attack. If somebody is coming and, and they are coming to hurt, coming to anger, uh, coming to, to, uh, uh, to, you know, to speak evil against somebody, to talk about somebody, you got to have the courage in that moment to step in and protect somebody else. Yeah, but you know what you also need to do? You just need to build some habits in your life that are some non-negotiables. You need to build some fences in your life. Otherwise, we're just fighting off things all the time, right? You're just fighting this off and fighting that off and turning around and fighting this off. You know, it's just stuff's coming forever. Well, no, we just need to build some habits and, and, and live with some non-negotiables and just say, I have a non-negotiable. I will not gossip about other people. I'm not going to do it. It's a, it's a non-negotiable for me. I'm not going to talk about your problems to somebody else. I'm not going to talk about what you said on Facebook to my friend. I'm, I'm not going to judge you of what you said or whatever and talk to you about I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's a non-negotiable. Me and Destiny coming into this year, uh, excuse me, coming into last year in 2018, um, we, we, we set a, a non-negotiable for, for our house. And we said that we will not complain about what we are unwilling to confront. We're not going to complain about it. We're not going to complain about people. We're not going to complain about problems. If I am not willing to confront it, I do not have the right to complain about it. So I, I have to bring it to the surface. But, but as, as the same way that you have these I will nots, you can have some I wills. And, and, and these are what really help not just protect unity, but these are the things that really help to promote unity. And you can say, I'm, I'm going to brag about others and express their value every chance I get. I, anytime I'm around somebody, I'm going to brag about them. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to brag about them. You know, I, every Sunday I walk through this door, and, and almost every, every Sunday I'll, I'll stop whoever is at this door, and I will just tell them about how grateful I am. How, and and they, get, they get so nervous. Like, I don't, you know, I can tell, like, they're, like, uncomfortable beyond, beyond words. And I'm like, you know, thank you so much for serving. They're always like, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, no, really. No, really. I want I to just say thank you so much. You do not realize the difference that you are making in people's lives. They're like, okay, Pastor. Okay, Pastor. All right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you just need to know. And it's like, it's like so, but, but here's the thing is I always want to brag and express my gratitude. Always. Always. It's a non-negotiable for me. Why? Because I'm promoting unity. I will tell others how much I love them and appreciate them. It's a non-negotiable. It's what I will do. I will do it. I will tell you that I love you. That's what I do. And we're an I love you culture, Okay. And, and when people step into our culture, they, they, it's, it's a little, you know, it'd be a little funny. <laughs> but that's who we are. You know, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to leave a, I'm never going to leave a conversation with Matt without telling him I love him. I'm never going to end a text conversation we have without telling him that I love him. Because I want him to know I, lo- I love him. I'm not going to miss an opportunity. To tell him, dude, I, I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I'm so grateful for you. I'm, 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 I'm going to say that because I've got to express that and express his value. It's a non-negotiable for me. Much less when it comes to my, my, my spouse, my kids, the people around me. I want them to know these things. Why? Because what I'm doing is I am promoting unity. Remember, if you're not working for it, it's working against you. 
So if you're not putting these actions into place, then then it's working against you. It's creating disunity. Uh, I I, I will compliment and celebrate people. It's a non-negotiable. I will compliment and celebrate people. I will will celebrate you. I will celebrate anything you do. I, I, I will cheer for you even when I don't understand what I'm cheering about. I will cheer for you. I will celebrate you. I will compliment you. Why? Because it's a non-negotiable. What am I doing? I am promoting unity between us. I'm building fences. I'm building fences so you, you don't ever have to wonder, wow, I, won- I wonder, Destiny's never wondered, I wonder how Philip feels about me. Carolina Lee's never wondering, I, I wonder if dad thinks I'm doing a good job. No, no these are non-negotiables. I'm promoting unity between my wife, promoting unity between me and my children, promoting unity between me and those people that are close to me on our team here. I'm promoting unity. That's the way that I want to live. I want to promote unity because if I'm not promoting it and working for it, it's working against me. I've got to be willing to work for it. I've got to promote that unity. I've got to do that with others. And there's a blessing that comes with that in, in, in Psalm 133. Verse 1, it says, how good and pleasant it is. When God's people live together in unity. Come on, I don't know about you, but I want good and pleasant. That's what I want for my life. I want good and pleasant. So that means that we have got to dwell together in unity. Well, you know what will help unity as we, as we close tonight? You know what will help unity? If we honor consistently. You know what helps to promote and protect unity is when we honor consistently. What will help you protect unity with God is when you honor God consistently with your time, your talk, your talent, and your treasure. You want to protect unity with God? Then honor God consistently in these areas. We don't just honor God with our words, but hear me, you do honor God with your words. You honor God with your worship. You honor God with your, I was just sharing with, with, with our team uh, this week in, in our staff meeting, and, and right out of uh, Genesis chapter 35, when God has this encounter with a man by the name of Jacob, and he has this experience with God, and then Jacob builds an altar, and he pours wine on the altar, and he pours olive oil, and he, and he has th- this moment with God. He has a response to God. Th- the response that you have towards God is so vital to the life that you live with God got to have the right response to God. And, and I've got to tell God, every God, I'm so grateful today. I'm so grateful for grace. I'm so grateful for mercy. I'm so grateful for your strength that sustains me through everything that I'm walking through. God, I'm so grateful. We honor God with our words, but not just our words. We also honor God with our calendar. Because if we don't fit God in our calendar, we're not honoring God. I can tell God every morning I wake up with my words, God, thank you. But if I, if I don't put God on my calendar, I got to honor God with my time. Honor God when I show up to his house and say, I'm dedicating this time to you, God. We honor God with our time. You know what? You also you honor God with your effort. You honor God with your, with, with, with your effort. When I don't just show up to church, but I show up to serve. God, I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve today. I'm going to serve out in the parking lot. I'm going to serve in the babies. I'm going to serve in kids. I'm going to honor you with my effort. 
I'm not just coming to get something. I'm not just coming to experience you. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to serve. I'm coming to give. I'm bringing something. I, I, I'm going to honor you with my effort today. Then not just that. Then, God, I'm going I'm to honor you with, with, with my treasure. I'm going to honor you with my finances. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor you because you've given me everything. You've given me everything. God, you gave your very best to me. I'm not going to give nothing back to God. No, I'm going to give back to God. So I'm going to honor God. I'm going to honor God with my words. I'm going to honor God with my time. I'm going to honor God with my effort. I'm going to honor God with my treasure and my finances. I'm going to protect that unity with God. Remember, if I'm not working for it, it's working against me. So that's why i got to honor him consistently because I'm protecting unity. I don't want there to be any disunity between me and God. So I'm going to honor him consistently in my life. What will help you protect unity with yourself? When you honor yourself consistently with proper beliefs and the right identity. That's how you, that's how you, you honor yourself. That's how you protect unity with yourself. When you honor yourself. When you honor yourself with proper beliefs. You know, honoring yourself, I'm, I'm not talking about talking about yourself. I'm talking about talking to yourself. I mean, you don't honor yourself to other people telling them how awesome you are. That's not how you honor yourself. You know how you, you honor yourself when you talk to yourself. That's how you honor yourself. When you begin to talk to yourself and you get in agreement with the Word of God. When you start saying, hey, this is who you are going to be. This is how you are going to speak. This is how you are going to live. This is how you are going to believe. This is who you are. And you start speaking to yourself and you start getting your life in alignment with the word of God and the promises of God. And you start getting the right beliefs and identity in your life. That's how you honor yourself. And when you honor yourself, guess what? You are protecting unity with yourself. The enemy comes in to bring that guilt, that shame, that condemnation. Because he's trying to create that disunity with you. He's trying to get you to fight against yourself instead of fight the good fight. He's trying to get you to run over yourself instead of run your race. It's what the enemy's coming in to do. But no, you say, no, I'm honoring myself today. I am a child of God. I am loved, adored, and accepted by my Father in heaven. I am forgiven and free. Come on, there's no condemnation in me. I can make it rhyme even when it's not the real declaration. I, but, but you got to talk to yourself. That's how you honor yourself. Because the enemy's coming in to trash you. The enemy's coming in to destroy you. No, you honor yourself by getting in agreement with the identity that God has for you. What will help you protect unity with others? When you honor others with genuine, positive words and actions. We gotta protect unity. We gotta protect unity with God. We do that by honoring God consistently every day. We gotta protect unity with ourselves. We do that by honoring ourselves, making sure that our belief and identity is in line with the Word of God. And then we protect unity with others when we honor them with genuine, positive words and actions. Remember, we don't, we don't honor others because of who they are. We, honors, we honor others because of who we are. 
Don't ever forget that. You don't honor somebody because of who they are. You, you honor them because of who you are. You don't, you don't honor them because of their character. You honor them because of your character. People say, well, they don't, they don't deserve honor. Well, it doesn't matter because God said that you are to honor others. Well, they don't deserve it. No, no, no. God said that they did deserve it. It doesn't matter what your opinion of them is. I have to honor them. It's not about who they are. It's not about their political beliefs. It's not about what crimes they've committed. It's not about it. I honor them. They are the creation of God. They, they, are, they, they are a human being. They have a soul that is going to spend eternity somewhere. I've got to honor them because they are God's creation. I honor them. It doesn't matter how they act. It's about how I act and I choose that I will I will honor you and that's the key honor is always a choice honor is always a choice honor is always a choice you can always choose honor and when I choose honor what I'm doing is I'm promoting and protecting unity with other people when I choose to honor them I am promoting and protecting unity. I just choose to honor consistently. It becomes the habit of my life. I'm never trying to gauge going, well, I don't know. Did they have their morning devotion this morning? I, I don't know. What's their church attendance been so far in 2019? I don't know. Who, who did they vote for in the last election? I don't know. I don't know. It went, what, what have they been posting on Facebook lately? No, 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 no. None of that. It's not about you. It's about me. I choose to honor you. You don't control that. I control that. I, on, I honor you. I honor you. I honor you. That, that's, how, that's how we protect unity with other people. When we choose to honor others consistently. Honor consistently. So when we protect unity, what we are also saying is that I will honor consistently. Because they go hand in hand. They, they, they fit like a glove. I can't protect unity and then not honor you. I can't protect unity with myself and then dishonor myself. I, I can't protect unity with God and then not honor God. So, 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 so they, they have to work together. I protect unity with God when I honor God. I protect unity with myself when I honor myself. I protect unity with others whenever I honor others. And whenever, whenever we protect unity and, and, whenever, we, and whenever, we, uh, uh, whenever, whenever we protect unity and we honor consistently, what we are doing is we are putting small habits in place in our lives that will allow us to live the big life that we want to live. Small habits, big life. That's how it always works. Come on, will you stand with me tonight? Bow your head just for a moment. Father, before we enjoy this delicious meal that we are about to devour. We just want to give you a moment right now, God, in your presence to point to the places in our hearts that we might be missing it. And God, whenever we're missing it, the the shame of missing it is that we're missing out on some of the things that you have. So God, it's not that you come to 
to shame us for being bad. You, you come in these moments to convict us so that you might correct us so that we might have what you really want us to have. So moments like this in your presence aren't about us being bad. God, it's not about you judging us. It's about you wanting something more for us and us wanting that same thing and being willing to take a step in that direction. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for these moments. We thank you for these moments. How many of you in this room know that you've not been actively protecting unity with God? You've not been actively protecting unity with yourself? You've not been actively protecting unity with others and it shows up in your honor. It shows up in the fact that you haven't been honoring God with your time, with your effort, with your, your calendar, with your finances. You haven't been honoring God with your, with your words. You haven't been honoring God. Or maybe you're not protecting unity with yourself and it it shows up because, if you're honest, you don't really you don't really like yourself. You're fighting yourself. You are criticizing yourself. You are allowing shame and condemnation for mistakes that you make just to hang in your life. You're not honoring yourself. You're not protecting unity with yourself. How many tonight would say, I'm not protecting unity with others? I'm not protecting unity, and it shows up because I'm, I'm not honoring other people consistently. I'm allowing their behavior, I'm allowing their words, I'm allowing their preferences to keep me from honoring them. say tonight the Holy Spirit's bringing some correction in my heart tonight the Holy Spirit's pointing out some things in my relationship with God, my relationship with my, myself or my relationship with others and I, I see I gotta protect unity, I gotta honor I gotta make, I gotta make a change, I gotta, make it, I gotta tweak some things in my life if that's you tonight Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. It's not between you and your neighbor. It's between you and your creator. You say, Philip, I, the, Holy, the Holy Spirit is pointing some things out. Even as you were preaching, even as you're praying right now, the Holy Spirit is pointing some things out. And I've got to do a better job of protecting unity in those areas by honoring consistently. If that's you, come on, just slip your hand up in the air. Say, the Holy Spirit is pointing some things out right now. Come on, that's just, that's just, that's just for you to say, God, I, I, I recognize your... You're pointing some things out to me, God. I recognize that. I recognize that. I see that. I see that. Come on, can we pray together right now? Everybody here, can you just pray this after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for your grace that covers every sin. Thank you for your mercy that's brand new every morning. And thank you for your correction that points me in the right direction 
that helps me live the abundant life that I can have everything you want me to have that I can be everything you want me to be so that I might do everything you want me to do Father I just pray right now for every single person in this room that lifted up their hand God I thank you that you're doing a work in our hearts tonight God, I thank you that you're just bringing a little correction. You're just bringing a little redirection. God, I thank you that, that as we let you do your work, Holy Spirit, as you come in and just begin to just begin to shift some things in our lives, that we begin to protect unity, God. Uh, and we begin to honor. We begin to protect unity with you, God, by honoring you. We begin to protect unity with ourselves by honoring ourselves. We begin to protect unity with others by honoring others. As we begin to walk this out, God, these small things, things will bring about a great big life that makes an impact in our world. And God, that's what we want you to do. We want you to use us for your kingdom, for your purpose, and for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen, 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 amen. Here at North Point Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North Point.